0: hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of allegedly astrology we are out here getting ready for season five but if you're new here each week we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history and today you not only get a bonus episode, but we are announcing a very exciting new launch of our Patreon. Yay, (laughs)
1: Patreon. Okay, thank you guys for listening. And if you like what we do and you want to support us even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $5 a month. You'll get at least two extra bonus episodes.
2: And that's where all of our Sinistry episodes will be forever and ever.
1: You can also leave
2: us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on.
0: And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. They are very popular
1: and very funny. We also have cool allegedly astrology... uh, merch on Tee Public, so just go over there and check it out and buy some if you'd like buy some
2: i mean people have been i was surprised i looked and i was like ooh. something pe- some people have discovered it yeah. and i love you for that same so we're also all over social media you know us you follow us but if you haven't now is your chance we're allegedly astrology on instagram reddit hey hero And TikTok and allegedly Astro
1: on Twitter. And you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us and the show, and book a reading with me, Dana, and check out our charts and transcripts for some select episodes.
0: So, with that, let's get into today's topic. Dana, what are we discussing today?
1: Today, we're talking about the meteoric revival and global success of Kate Bush's song, Running Up That Hill. And this was requested by um, a fan, Sarah, and another person who we just don't know.
0: We lost you in the DMs. There's no search function. Instagram needs to make a better search function. We're sorry, but DM us if this was you because we want to thank you because we are very jazzed about this episode.
2: So if you have something you want us to cover and you also want to get name dropped, we swear we will not forget anyone after this, um, please DM or email us the topic you want to hear. So if you don't know about Kate Bush. Her song
0: released in 1985 called Running Up That Hill recently raced up the charts around the world and created a whole new generation of fans thanks to Netflix phenomenon Stranger Things. So let's learn a little bit more about the astrology behind both her and
2: the song. Uh yes. Honestly, the song changed my life. I'm not even kidding. The first time I heard it, so I good. cried. Sometimes I cry. I mean, things have been rough, so it could be a mix of the times and the song, but I do love it. <laughs> so who is Kate Bush? So she is an English singer, songwriter, pianist, dancer, and record producer. She first became well-known in 1978, when at 18, so like a little baby, almost like a Taylor Swift moment for her. She topped the UK singles chart for four weeks with her debut single, Wuthering Heights, and she became the first female artist to achieve a UK number one with a self-written song. So amazing for her. She's also been nominated for 13 Brit Awards, three Grammys, and she won for Best British Female Artist in 1987.
0: Kate was one of the most popular indie singers in her time. She had a very large fan base all over the world, but it definitely took America a little while to catch up. Her musical style is described as eclectic, experimental, and through her unconventional lyrics and performances, she's influenced a ton of artists. I would say, like, maybe she's similar to, like, Phoebe Bridgers. Like, maybe, she, maybe Phoebe Bridgers is a little too, like... Niche. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think of, like, who is, like, the Kate Bush of the current time. I don't know time. if
1: we will know. Well, I just certainly won't, because I only listen to, like, rap and Lana Del Rey. <laughs> But I feel like Kate Bush, I've only really known about her from like my mom's CDs when I was little and like really cool fashion, like guys and gays or gals knowing about her now. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she's she's unlike anyone else. So that's that.
2: Yeah. It's actually wild. The people that have said that they were influenced by her, it ranges by everyone from like. Adele to Coldplay to Tori Amos to even Big Boy of Outcasts. yeah. Which I nice. honestly bizarrely was thinking about Big Boy the other day. So when he, I like randomly found that he said this, I was like, wow, secret moment. And then um, Stevie Nicks, St. Vincent, and even Tupac. Hell yeah. So um, wow. I know, represent. Bro, um, So what's her big three, Dana?
1: Okay. Kate Bush, uh, according to Astro Theme, so take this with a grain of salt, um, was born. On July 30th, 1958, 2.30 p.m. in Bexley Heath, London, the United Kingdom. Um, and sh- it is a C rating. So that's why we say take it with a grain of salt. The C rating is like maybe, maybe not. But here we go. So well, we're going to yeah, run with we're it. Running we're going to run hill. up that hill with also, it. <laughs> it seems that. So she has a Leo sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Scorpio rising. And the sun is domicile in Leo. Leo is a sign of the performer. Her son is conjunct Uranus in the 10th house, which makes for someone who gets famous for, like, being unique and strange, yet appealing. But also maybe someone who, like, you know, gets famous under strange or unique circumstances. Um, And her moon in Aquarius seems, like, simultaneously present and distant, which I feel, like, is appropriate for her, at least in my mind. Um, Like, an Aquarius moon is enigmatic. It's a placement of, like, great friends and do-gooders who masquerade as, like, 'er ne'er-do-wells. Um, Aquarius is also opposite Leo, which means that she was born on a full moon, which, um, mm. yeah, right. Um, and then she's a Scorpio rising, which is like enigmatic and mysterious. Scorpio risings aren't always dark, but like their lives are always touched by darkness in some aspect. And so this will account for like immense depth and keen insight and intuition. Scorpio risings also often have dark hair.
2: Ooh, yeah. I definitely love that hair. I feel like she is kind of, especially like the moon in Aquarius and the Scorpio rising. Obviously, we know she's like famous, but. I feel like she like doesn't go out of her way to do a lot of interviews. Like, no, she, she really yeah, doesn't. So she's like real hidden in the shadows vibes, which I like. But, um, you know, 1985 rolls around and she comes out with a song that we all know and love, Running Up That Hill. And she described the meaning of the song as being about the fundamental differences between men and women. So the song is about wanting to remove obstacles. So to basically like you're a woman, you get in the shoes of a man, you're a man, you get in the shoes of a woman, to understand how they see the world and hoping that by doing this, it would remove problems in the relationship. So that's what Deep. she's making a deal with God with.
0: <laughs> Deep cut. But yes, like Sarah mentioned, she, the song was originally titled A Deal With God, but her record label was like, that seems like a little too God-ish. Let's re- Let's rename it. So she went with Running Up That Hill instead.
2: The first time around, Running Up That Hill eventually... Reached number three on the UK singles chart and number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States. So it was Kate Bush's first top 40 hit in the U.S. So what was up when it was released? Uh,
1: so this was August 5th, 1985. Something interesting about this chart is that the sun was at 12 degrees uh, Leo, which is the same degree of Johnny Depp's rising and Jake Gyllenhaal's rising. And these are all things that were kind of surprising the you know news this year.
2: Oh, weird. Also well, the degree of my oh. rising, so
1: we now have the opportunity to make me very famous. Um,
2: well, you were just right, on let's do the it. big radio show, sure. which yeah, hopefully will be disclosed.
1: True. A big radio show, <laughs> you guys. So the sun was in Leo on this day opposite Jupiter retrograde in Aquarius. And this is like very much a hero's journey aspect. I literally called it that uh, when we made fun of the Nirvana kid um oh my god (laughs) and the sun in leo is like the star or the individual jupiter and aquarius sort of like turns your fate over to the people but also it's always being confronted with your own beliefs your own religion oppositions are confrontations with other people but also within yourself um and then saturn pluto and the south node are all in scorpio in the fourth solar house so it's the fourth house from the sun so it's a square aspect with all those planets too but so this stellium is like very much make a deal with God energy. Scorpio is so <laughs> shrewd in business, and Saturn is restraint, Pluto is power. The South Node is the only thing that like reveals the desperation here of like need. Also, the moon is in Aries, which we know as the Rihanna moon, someone who's very good at making their plans come into fruition. It's also trining the uh, sun. So it's sort of like this fiery, um, it's a fiery trine. It's like a pull towards like passion and hope.
2: Ooh, that's cool. I like that. So we now fast forward a casual 37 years and the Duffer brothers, a.k.a. the directors and creators of Stranger Things, reached out to Kate to ask if they could use her song. And Kate, once again, I feel like very like Scorpio rising vibes, Aquarius moon vibes. She is like known for barely ever allowing anyone to license her songs. But for them, that in all of our sake, um, she was a big fan of the show and she really liked how they were planning on using it.
0: Yes. And so after the song played during a very key plot line for the character Max Mayfield... Everyone started listening to the song. It made it on charts around the world. It hit number one in the UK, Australia, Belgium, Ireland, Lithuania, Luxembourg, New Zealand, Sweden, (laughs) and Switzerland. Get it. And peaked at number four in the US, which made it her first US top 10 hit, which is amazing right at this point she's like 64 years old so Dana what was going on when it appeared in Stranger Things season 4?
1: Okay so Stranger Things season 4 debuted on May 27th 2022 and we're comparing that with the chart for the song Um, so this is the nodal return the north nodes are <laughs> both in Taurus What?
0: it's the song's, it's the nodal, song's
1: return. nodal return boom 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 boom
2: <laughs> we love wow. a nodal return yeah we
1: do so nodal returns are like when destiny locks in like the nodal opposition can maybe be when you're knocked off your path but I feel like the nodal return often sort of like corresponds to some sort of milestone in your journey. It could be like a monumental achievement. It's just sort of like you're doing what was always going to happen, right? The notes are unpredictable. So some terrible things happen, I'm sure. Don't tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) It mostly is just sort of like, oh, like uh, this was always going to happen and now it's happening. Also, the transiting south node is conjunct the natal Saturn of the song. So this is kind of about like merit. The south node harkens back to the past and Saturn is like what you've really put your work in for. Right. In Scorpio, it's going to be like buried. The song is kind of like buried in time, although I do think that it was sort of like a club song. It had earlier revivals, but like nothing that put it on this sort of level. And so this is sort of like, again, maybe it's like making the deal with God. And now it's all coming true. We can think of that as a nodal return. And then yeah. also Uranus is conjunct the natal north node. So this is like a huge surprise for like what was always to come too. It's sort of like the future that you don't really see coming. Um, if Uranus crosses your north node, like I'm sure something is always going to be like, it's just what you cannot predict will occur. And then in this case, it's lucky because Uranus and Taurus has been sort of a shit bag. But
0: I mean, how could she ever predict it? Like what if you told her in 1985 that... a TV streaming service called Netflix would be doing a like psychological sci fi thriller series <laughs> based on the era that the song children is in. In about. Yeah.
2: So, this was Kate's first number one song since 1978. And when she reached number one, she broke three records, the longest wait between number ones in the history of the UK chart, the longest time taken between a song's release and it reaching number one and the oldest female artist to reach number one. So crushing it. And she was super surprised by all the
0: attention. She definitely thought it would get a few listens, but never imagined it would be anything like this. And she described it as just extraordinary and quite shocking really <laughs> I,
2: love that. I don't know how's my english accent pretty bad honestly yeah, I, I would say it, it sounds like you could be on like a hogwarts ride yeah, I've been listening you know? or watching
1: harry potter and i feel like that i would believe it
2: well it's also crazy too that she's still that high up in the charts because there have been some pretty big releases while this has been happening like i mean it's been a month yeah and it is holding strong So this is obviously a really big time for Kate being back in the public eye. So what's going on with her chart specifically?
1: So as a Scorpio rising, the South Node is currently in Scorpio. The South Node is transiting her first house and her ascendant, which is like her. It's basically sort of bringing the past back and like putting her on the stage, right? It's like getting hit with the past that you don't really expect. Um, Saturn is also on her IC. Both of these planets or Saturn is a planet. The IC is a destiny point in your chart that relates to endings, saturn relates to endings it's sort of maybe ending this uh this like long term i don't know deal with god right like in aquarius it's kind of saturn in aquarius like will relate to sort of extremely long-term plans saturn and capricorn will be similar too it's like sort of like the work you put in pays off in the long run not necessarily the short run so it's sort of kind of ending the i don't know undercoverness of that for her and then also the sun is sextile her son when um when Stranger Things debuted and this is just like a really great aspect, especially for someone whose son is uh, in Leo, you know, ruled by the sun. And then the sun in Gemini is sort of like, hey, like, let's, you know, let's get everyone talking about this. A sex style is sort of an aspect that is like two people who like really want to work together. It's teamwork. So it's sort of like probably like word of mouth and like Gemini being talking a lot puts her on the forefront and sort of like in the spotlight. And then what I really like is that the moon, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Chiron are all transiting her natal south node. So, again, we have this, like, dual south node shit going on. The moon is, like, whatever manifests – the moon is what manifests any astrology into reality in, like, the material world, right? It's the only planet that's recognized by science as, like – manifesting and you know shit on the world like tides and whatnot and then venus is like love it's art it's sort of like what are people enjoying mars is the planet of power and in aries it's like full power it's where it's in domicile jupiter is goodwill it's like belief faith hope it's god um and then chiron is sort of like the wound but it's also healing so it's sort of like all of these things are on her south node where maybe if she i mean she's a scorpio rising we'll never know if she was like hey i should have been fucking famous for this song right we'll never know (laughs) But this, if it is, if she ever thought that this would be the time where she's like, hey, I fucking did it.
0: Well, obviously, Stranger Things played a huge part in the revival of the song. So we just sort of looked at the release date of this se- this particular Stranger Things season, but let's go back to the inception of Stranger Things and do a little by-wheel between the inception of the show and the release date of Running Up That Hell.
1: Okay. So the show debuted on July 15th, 2016. And uh, I did the midnight chart for New York. So it's an Eastern chart. And so Mars and the moon were in Scorpio conjunct Saturn. And that's interesting because Mars retrograded into Saturn that year or Mars retrograded into Scorpio that year. So it's sort of like whenever Mars retrograde, like it's like going through the past. So it's sort of going through the past with this song too, right? It's like maybe bringing it up. And then Saturn is just, you know, whatever is like cemented in time forever. Saturn and Scorpio is like digging it up. Mars is like the tool that digs. Also, Saturn is conjunct natal Uranus. So Saturn is, again, sort of like the planet that gives merit. It's hard work. And it's sort of like pulling out the shock and surprise. And Sagittarius, too, it's kind of like big talk, if that makes sense.
2: Big talk. Love that. But luckily or unluckily for us, I don't know how the song will be used, um, but it's not the end of running up that hill. Matt Duffer, the show's co-creator, who we talked about before, said the song would be included again in the finale episode in a major way. So let's go. <laughs> let's all hope we're all.
1: How do you guys emotionally? Think
2: at all? <laughs> I don't know. I know someone's gonna die. I'm really nervous.
1: Um, what if Kate Bush becomes 11? Yeah, back what now. if Kate Bush is back now? <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is honestly crazy, but I just want to go back really quick and remind everyone of what Dana said in the beginning, which is crazy, is that when she described Kate Bush's sun sign, which is Leo, talks about the sign of the performer, as well as someone who gets famous for maybe being a little unique and strange or getting famous under strange circumstances.
2: weird.
0: Again, not just strange circumstances, but strange, the word strange, stranger things. (laughs) Next, (laughs) Dana mentioned her moon is in Aquarius, which seems simultaneously present and distant. Which, if you watch Stranger Things, you know that's pretty much the whole plot of the show. The present is also distant, the upside down. I didn't even do that on purpose. Crazy. Then (laughs) to her, she has a Scorpio rising, which is like mysterious. Like their lives are touched a little bit by darkness. Like it would make sense that, like, a super dark, creepy show that's like, you know, very a little off kilter. I don't know. It just makes sense that that would be sort of something that propels her. So it all kind of makes sense.
1: It takes concepts that are like weird or spooky, uh, you know otherwise things that would be like very much like a tinfoil hat reddit user but it makes it like very appealing i mean we also watch it as fiction just sort of like it makes the strange into appealing so that's sort of i guess yeah i just said what you just said she was
2: born for this she was born for this and i would say if we want to keep going down this path another like very scorpio thing is at least on this season, a lot of times for them to get into the upside down, they have to go through the ground. So it's very like bowel. It's so like-
1: Scorpio. Hey, d- yeah. And so yeah Scorpio. Like the things that fly around the upside down literally look like like organs. Okay. Wait,
0: you're gonna, we're going to work. We don't want to do any spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched. So we're going to stop okay. there, but we will be back in the next few weeks with season five. But in the meantime, I know you just can't wait that long. You can sign up for our Patreon for a wee $5 a month. Please patronize our art. Please patronize us. I love to be patronized.
2: No, you don't. (laughs) Except in this situation. Except in this scenario.
0: With that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology.
1: (laughs) We're running out of that boat. Seriously though, if Steve dies, people. I will be inconsolable. I just want Will to die. <laughs> After I saw that, I was like, yeah, I want Will to die. I don't really no.